Hello. Today's episode marks the beginning of a brand new season and one that answers some questions that I receive really regularly. So what are these questions that I receive all the time? Well, they're about the difficult sites, the tricky ones, and how you design homes to suit them. So this season will be all about that, how to design for difficult sites, for the non-standard, non-normal sites, because you can't approach them in the same way that you do a rectangular suburban flat block. And designing for them requires something a bit different. And that's what this season is all about. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. As our cities and suburbs and regional areas got carved up over time, our blocks of housing land were created. Now, as an architect, this is something that I personally studied at university, and you learn about the different design strategies that are used to establish and to subdivide cities. And, you know, whilst that's not what this podcast is about, you actually don't have to look very far to see evidence of different theories or design strategies about master planning that are implemented in our cities and suburbs around us. In Australia, for example, you know, most of us are taught at school about Walter Burley Griffin and Marianne Griffin and how they won the design competition for their master plan for Canberra, which is Australia's capital city. And I also remember learning at university how Paris was significantly replanned during Napoleon's time because he actually wanted direct pathways that he could take from the centre of Paris straight out for his battalions to go in mass uh, to reach the edges of the city quickly to defend it. And so those big boulevards that we know in Paris uh, were carved through all of uh, so old housing and established areas uh, and a new city plan was formed as a result. Now, at the mercy of these type of planning decisions is the residential block of land that most of us have our as our patch with our home on it. And as new areas get carved up and new blocks of land get created out of these great big green paddocks that we have on our city's edges, you know, developers can be much more intentional about how blocks are created. However, in older areas where blocks were subdivided more organically over time, or they're continuing to be subdivided now to create greater density of housing arrangements in those areas, you know, it's not always the case that you can do it in a straightforward way. And our blocks of lands end up being quite different sizes and shapes as a result. Topography or the slope and contours of the land will also have an impact, of course, but I also suspect that you've seen those big brand new subdivisions where a sloping block of land will be carved up into regular sized rectangular blocks and then they'll bench them. They'll basically flatten out the block and you'll have retaining walls on either side and literally the site steps across these flat blocks of lands so that a project home can be built on it simply. In fact, in many of these new subdivisions, developers will set the size of the block to suit the most readily available project homes in their area so that they can then have greater choice uh, and greater chance of selling to builders and to homeowners who are wanting to buy house and land packages. So in those scenarios, the the house design itself is determining the size and shape 
uh, of the block of land, not the other way around. However, if you live in an older area or a regional area or even somewhere in between, basically not in one of those freshly subdivided areas that are neat, rectangular, flat blocks of land, then you may find it challenging to think about how to design for your particular site. Now, when you're renovating or building, you do have a unique opportunity to create a home that suits your block of land perfectly. That really makes the most of its assets, that minimizes the things that you don't like about it uh, or its immediate environment, and that really celebrates the qualities of where you live and the land that you live on. And you also have the opportunity to expand the experience of your home by making the most of your whole block of land right to the edges. Because the home that you live in, it doesn't stop at the external walls of the building itself. It extends to the boundaries of your block of land and even beyond it, depending on where you live and how you design for that connection. In the first season of the Get It Right podcast, I spoke about how to think about what assets your block of land and your neighborhood have and how you might go about maximizing them. Now, if you haven't listened to season one of the podcast, it is a great place to start when thinking about what matters most when designing your home. So, In that season, as I said, I talked a lot about assets. And when I'm talking about assets, I'm referring to these things. We mean sunlight, shade, breezes landscape, views, and privacy. So let me ask you, have you thought about these things in relation to your plans for your renovation or your new home? Doing this is known in the industry as a site study or a site analysis, and it's often one of the early steps that a designer will make in thinking about designing a new home or renovation for a particular block of land. So how about you have a think about your block of land and your project plans this way, you know, do your own site study or site analysis. Often when I see homeowners have a go at designing their home, they'll often start from the inside and work their way out. So they'll be looking at the size and the shapes of rooms that they want to have, and then they'll be arranging them like a bit of a jigsaw puzzle. And then they'll be punching holes in the walls for windows and doors to get the views and the light that they want. And then they'll you know, try and put a roof on it and then style up the outside with their preferred aesthetic finish. But starting at the outside and working your way in instead, rather than working from the inside to the outside, so starting from the outside and working your way in, it will get far better results in thinking about the design of your floor plan and your home overall and its relationship with the block of land that it sits on. So in the show notes in the blog, I'll actually pop a link to a video that a colleague of mine, uh, he's an American architect, Eric Reinholdt of 30 by 40 Design Studio. He created a fantastic video that explains how this process works for a designer. So working from this site analysis point of view, and then how that then leads to creating the design for the home. And it may be different to what you do when approaching Uh, your design. And, you know, we see often with homeowners that it is quite a different process in how a homeowner approaches the design of their own home. So if you're having a go at your own design at the moment, then I really encourage you to watch that video uh, because it explains it really well. And I'll pop a link in the show notes, as I said, so that you can have an idea about this process of working from the outside in. Now back to those difficult sites. Often the design advice that I see get given online, it's all really great and all really relevant if you have a standard rectangular block of land. Or if you're looking at floor plans online, you know, it can actually be really hard to find inspiration for the non-standard blocks, for the more difficult ones, and to know how to relate what you're seeing uh, to what your block of land might be like and what it might need. 
I've personally designed a lot of homes in my career and they're both renovations and new homes and particularly an undercover architect. You know, I've had the opportunity and the privilege to design homes for homeowners all over Australia and beyond now, both, you know, as I said, in Australia and in the States and in New Zealand. And I've worked with members in my online programs on the design of their new homes and renovations as well. And no two blocks of land are the same. You know, even the regularly sized ones are not the same. So over the coming season, I'm going to be sharing specific design strategies that you can use when you're designing a renovation or a new home for a more difficult block. And whilst I'll be sharing a specific type of block each episode, the strategies that I'm sharing and the questions that I'll be suggesting you ask yourself or your designer or anybody on your team, they're really going to help you whatever type of block you're building or renovating on, okay? Now, homeowners often don't understand the challenges that are specific to their type of block, and in doing so, they really miss the opportunity to maximize the site's unique characteristics and minimize the things that they don't like about it. And a cookie-cut approach doesn't uh, doesn't work when your land or your block size or shape is different. So let me explain a bit more about how this season will go. Now, in each episode, as I talk about the different types of difficult sites, I'll be outlining the main challenges for that type of block and what requires careful consideration when you're designing your renovation or new home for it, the main advantages and opportunities that you want to make the most of, the key questions to ask either yourself, your designer or your builder, so that you design a project that's specific to your block of land, whatever its shape, size or type. And I'll also be going through what to focus on to get it right if you're choosing a home off the plan or you're building a custom designed home or you're extending or renovating an existing home. Now, let me take you through the different types of blocks that I'll be talking about. Next week's episode, it will be all about corner blocks. So those that have two street frontages adjacent to each other. (laughs) That makes sense, doesn't it? A corner block. Now, when uh, the next episode after that, I'll be talking about narrow blocks. So blocks that are generally 10 metres or less in width, and they can be different lengths, but often you'll find that narrow blocks are longer in length. So they're long sort of skinny blocks. And often there's challenges with these types of blocks in how you get everything to fit uh, and avoid the front of the home just being all garaging and uh, the home not feel like a long tunnel as a result. So I'll be sharing some specific strategies for narrow blocks so that you can have a think about that if that's your type of Uh, block of land. Then after that, I'll be talking about wide and shallow blocks. So these are blocks that have generous street frontages and they're potentially not very deep in their arrangement. uh, And some of the design strategies will apply whether your block is shallow or it's not. So some people do have a wide frontage block that isn't shallow. So have a a listen to that episode because there'll be some strategies there to help you as well. The next episode will be the sloping block. Uh, So talking about strategies, about how to design for terrain and topography and and a site that's basically not flat and that you potentially don't want to have to excavate excessively to build or renovate on. Now, after that, I'm going to be talking about acreage blocks. And I've had the joy of working remotely with many homeowners who are living on large blocks in regional areas. And I've got some specific design strategies to share uh, in how you can approach building on an acreage block because it's quite different process to building and renovating on a, uh, a suburban block. And, you know, I also live on a large block of land as well. And I've been thinking about my own renovation of this home. And so I'll be sharing certain things to be aware of when you're thinking about renovating or building on an acreage block. 
Now, after acreage blocks, we'll be looking at dual access blocks. So these are blocks of land that actually have a frontage on both ends opposite to each other. So they're not like corner blocks. They basically have street frontage on one side and then on the opposite end, they might face a park or a laneway or have a another street as well, um, or some other type of frontage where access to the home is possible, uh, or the home is exposed on that side as well. So the home doesn't have two, hasn't, doesn't really have a front and a back, it's got two fronts, and those frontages are opposite each other. And lastly, the last episode for the season, we're going to be talking about blocks of land where the main view is from the upper floor, and you know it might be out to the front of the home or out to the rear. Okay, we're going to be covering a lot of ground, aren't we? Now, I chose these block types because I've seen so many design solutions that simply don't recognize the unique qualities and opportunities that these block types provide. And I felt that these really summarized kind of the key category of difficult sites that I see a lot of homeowners come across when they're building and renovating. And because I've seen homeowners really struggle with how to think about designing for them, uh, they grapple with a lot of decisions and choices. And as I said earlier, inspiration, you know, usually only exists in blocks that are not like theirs. So it's very easy to get stuck. When we look at the land first and we understand its size and its shape and its type, then we can really unlock the inherent characteristics and opportunities that it provides to create a great home that works. So join me next week as we kick off our first block type, looking at the corner block. Now, if you have a friend or a neighbor or a family member who has a not so standard block of land that they're designing a reno or a new home for, be sure to let them know that these episodes are rolling out at the moment so that they can be listening along to them as well. Now, whether it's a significantly sized corner block or it's a compact one, the design strategies that I'll be sharing in the next episode, they'll apply overall. So make sure that you tune in to learn more and keep checking out the show notes as well as I'll share more resources that you can use to get it right on your difficult block. Now before I go I'd love to know are you enjoying listening to the Get It Right podcast with Undercover Architect? If you are can I please ask three favours of you? The first is could you please subscribe to the show on your podcast listening tool of choice be it iTunes or Android so then you're the first to know when the latest episode is live. The second favour is please leave a review for the show on iTunes. Now, they don't make it easy. I'm full of gratitude and admiration for anyone who manages to navigate the technological hurdle of leaving a review on iTunes, but it does make a massive difference to helping people find the show and seeing if it suits them. So if you can leave a review, that would be absolutely awesome. And the third favour is please tell your friends, your relatives, your neighbours, your work colleagues, the postman, (laughs) anyone that's willing to listen to you that the Get It Right podcast exists. You know, so many of you have told me that you found this podcast because someone referred it to you and that's brilliant. Uh, The more people that have this knowledge about how to get it right when designing, building or renovating their homes, the more level the playing field is and the more clever and empowered homeowners we have demanding better from the design and building industry and that's how we improve it overall thank you so much for spending this time with me and for tuning into the get it right podcast this has been amelia lee from undercover architect think of me as your secret ally until next time bye